When you have a child, it's like a miniature version of yourself. So you kind of got you looking at you, you know, your kids, they don't really know why you're doing what you're doing. So they're still in good spirit. They're like, yes, we're going to sleep in the car. Oh, we're going to get McDonald's three times today. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you don't know. I don't want to do that. So she just kept motivating me because she never saw any fault in what I was doing. And I'm like, how awesome is that? Someone so tiny can be so inspired by me, but I feel so less than right now, but she doesn't see it. She thinks I'm giving her the world still. And so that really fueled my fire. I'm like, man, I have to do it, not only for myself, but I have to do it for her because I want to give her opportunities and I want to show her that no matter what problem that you come against, you can face it. You can do it. Welcome to the Voyage Dallas podcast, where we interview some of the brightest and most interesting entrepreneurs, artists, and creatives from in and around the Dallas-Fort Worth area and ask them about their lives, careers, and the values and principles that drive them. I'm Alex Freeman, and on the show today, you'll meet Nikki Scott, owner of Beat Gang Lashes in North Dallas. A former beauty queen turned entrepreneur, Nikki started her business in 2019. Nikki is also a Voyage content partner. Content partners help Voyage in so many ways from spreading the word about the work that we do, sponsoring our mission, and collaborating with us on content like this. In our conversation, Nikki dives into her journey in the beauty industry, from starting as a makeup artist to building out this new lash brand that she has going in both Dallas and Los Angeles. One of the things that was most interesting to me about the conversation was the way in which she got started and discovered that her entrepreneurial streak, which felt out of sync with her family, may have actually had a genetic component. I hope you love the conversation as much as I did. Nikki Scott, thank you for joining us today. To kick things off, uh, who are you and where are you from? Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I'm Nikki Scott. I am from Dallas, Texas. And yeah, pretty much you can catch me in Oklahoma, Texas, or Los Angeles. I guess I'm from all those places in one. <laughs> I, okay, now I want you to unpack that a little bit. Describe your journey, I guess is the way I want to phrase that. Oklahoma, Texas, Los Angeles. Uh, seem like pretty different places. Yeah, no, definitely. So I was born and raised in Oklahoma in a small town called Tulsa. And so that town was very big for uh, businesses, Black Wall Street. And so I, I decided to start my own business and venture out into the state of Texas because there was more people, more opportunity, and just kind of more ways for me to expand myself without going too far from home, just in case I needed to reach back and call my mom or check on my family. So I moved to Texas and I launched some beauty things there. I got with a, a school called Boss Beauty Makeup Academy and launched some products. And then from there, I ventured into LA and that's when I launched a lash vending machine. Wow. Okay. So uh, lots of stuff to unpack there. Tell me about the work you're doing today and then we can kind of uh, backtrack to the business journey that led you to, to this work that you're doing now. Yes, no, definitely. Right now I'm running an online business called Beat Gang Lashes, which sources lashes that you can wear 30 times or more. You can wear with or without your glasses. I run that business online and then we stock vending machines that are located you know, in the local malls. And then we also um, take those lashes and we have them at Boss Beauty Makeup Academy, which is a school for makeup artists and students who are up and coming. And we discount the lashes that way they can you know, have the best products and just like myself being a makeup artist. 
that's kind of how I got into everything, doing my own makeup and doing family's makeup and celebrities. And so I wanted to keep that going for makeup artists, myself, and just for them to have the product on the go. So I kind of embodied all those things into one. So that's what I'm doing as of right now. It's so much, so much fun. And and you you came to that as as a makeup artist who was seen in need. So can you talk about how you kind of got into being a makeup artist? Yeah. So being a makeup artist, it really overflowed into not wanting to work a nine to five job. And so I was working in the office. It was so boring. And at the time I was in college. So I, I've always had an office job, I, you know, went to college. And so I've always kind of stayed in that realm of administrative tasks. And so I was like, this is just really getting boring. I want to do something interesting. So I decided to jump into a pageant. And so I jumped into a pageant. And from there, I had to do my own makeup because I didn't know you needed all the team and the hair and the glam. I had to do all my things myself and people really loved my look. And so that gave me the opportunity to do other people's after they see me at the pageant. And so that's kind of how that snowballed me into doing makeup because word of mouth. I did one person who told another person who told someone else and that ended up landing me, you know, my first celebrity client. Wow. So what is it that you, you particularly enjoy about doing the makeup? I enjoy the reaction once I'm done. I love that people come in and they give me all these specifics, not to this, a little of this, a lot of that, none of that. And then I hit it on the nail. Like, Oh my God, I love it. You know, that's like the best feeling in the world. It's like someone gives you a recipe and then you bake it and then it, it tastes exactly like how they want it. So getting started into business, you know, you mentioned uh, being from Tulsa and uh, making the move to Dallas where you, where you kind of got started doing some product launches. Did you, is there a, a family tradition of being an entrepreneur or is that, are you kind of a first generation entrepreneur? Oh my gosh. I'm so happy that you asked me that. So interesting story. My family actually is very business oriented. And so just kind of a quick story within a story. I was actually adopted. And so that's kind of how the family who adopted me, I didn't know that, you know, they weren't really into business. They were more so like structural nine to five jobs. And so I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit. And my family who adopted me was always like, you know, just go to work, clock in. I was like, no, nah, I kind of want to do my own thing. And so this past year, I had the opportunity to meet my biological mother and a bunch of information overflowed. I found out that in my hometown of Joliet, Illinois, that my family, the last name McCarran, had the McCarran Auto Body Shop. We have a bar that sits on the corner that's really popular that's been there for over a decade. And so that kind of let me find out where this entrepreneurial spirit came from because before I couldn't match it with anybody. Mm. Wow. Okay. That's that's fascinating that that you can you can find that almost the the genetic link to to your entrepreneurial streak. Oh, it blew my mind when I tell you like meeting, you know, your biological parent, family or even just sibling or anybody for the first time, it was definitely life-changing for me because it's it's been a struggle on this path to, you know, being an entrepreneur and just finding yourself and really just setting ground for your business. It's a journey. You started uh, as as a makeup artist uh, in in kind of this business journey, and then it, it branches into lashes. Um, is that a just an outgrowth of seeing a problem and responding to it, uh, or you know what is the next most interesting thing? How is it all kind of working together in your work life now? Oh, it works together because I seen a need 
that when women are out and about, especially just having, you know, different products you need, makeup wipes, lash glue, maybe lashes and applicator to put the lashes on or even tweezers, you know, when you're out traveling. And so that was all my always my thing being a makeup artist. You know, sometimes I'd have to leave in a rush because I'm I'm a single parent. I'd have to do different things, multitask with my life and I would forget something. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I maybe forgot some tweezers or, oh, you know, this is not the lash style she wanted. If I could just run somewhere really quick and get a really good quality pair of mm. lashes and not have to order them online or even if I could order them online and then pick them up somewhere real quick where could I do that at? And there was no place that I could do it at. So I was like, okay, I need to create that for other makeup artists. They could grab lashes and products on the go. Ladies as well. Even my clients, like they have their favorite lash styles. They can swing right by the mall or just swing by wherever our lashes are stocked and they can grab a pair that's outside of, you know, shopping online. How many different spots are you in right now? Right now, we are located in four locations. We're at Boss Beauty Makeup Academy in Dallas and San Antonio. Then we're at the Topanga Cannon Mall. And then we're at the West Westfield Culver City Mall. So those are four. So two, San Antonio, Dallas, and then Topanga, and then Culver City. Any uh, big, big expansion plans on the horizon? We do. We're actually going to be launching at the first Black-owned beauty supply store. It's going to be kind of like an Ulta. I'm just going to kind of use that for an example, mm-hmm. um, but it's going to be based for women of color. So all those products and things, I know people have been seeing this past year, a lot of brands have been expanding and coming out with different products of different races and heritages. And so they're going to take that and combining it to a store. And so it's located in Inglewood and it's off of La Brea. And so we actually got the opportunity to launch within that store. And right now they're currently rebuilding it and they're also going to be franchising that store. So that's actually the next uh, biggest thing we have coming up. And then we have some other things in the works that I can't say just yet. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. We'll have to have you back when you can say so that you, yeah. can, you can fill us in. And I, and I want to ask you about that. Yeah. In the past year, I mean, I, I will admit I have not paid much attention in general to the, the beauty and makeup space um, in the past, but I have also, you know, been noticing the, the increased availability of, of products for, for people of all different backgrounds. Can you talk about what seeing that change has, has been for you and what, what it might've been like before that change started to happen? Oh my goodness. When I tell you it's, it's, it's actually very shocking for me because I, I can tell you prior to having, you know, you know, vending machines and having that accessibility with the different multicultural products, you know, no one ever thought that you'd be able to grab things on the go like this. Even myself, I kind of saw it coming. So I had other creative ideas. I just didn't have anyone to help me execute it. You know, being an entrepreneur and trying to put your money together and, you know, having all these ideas and then people around you that, you know, not necessarily believing in you, you have to really uh, find that person and that environment that's going to help you grow and believe in those ideas. And I actually got that when I moved to LA. So it was definitely like in Oklahoma and Tulsa, I couldn't see it happening because I couldn't really put it anywhere because of the mind frame and where those cities are at. They're not as fast and forward as Los Angeles. Hmm. So when I got the chance to plant my feet in LA, I got with my aunt. She's a, a very headstrong business person. She's well diverse. And so she really showed me and gave me some insight and helped me really push my machines to the forefront. 
And so I would definitely say it's I, I couldn't see it coming then and I would be surprised. But to be here now and it's actually moving forth. Yeah, it, it makes sense. I can see why they they did this, why they're giving more women opportunity to be their own boss and to really expand and grow. Because once the pandemic hit, it really shut down a lot of things in the beauty industry because it's a face to face type of industry. You need to touch people and you need to be near them. So when I knew I couldn't do makeup, I'm like, I have to keep my eyes open and I have to do something in case this happens again. And can you talk about, you know, getting, getting started and finding that, that startup capital for yourself as an entrepreneur? How did you go about getting your business off the ground? A lot of sacrifice. When I started Be Gang Lashes in 2019, which is pretty much uh, overlapped into Face by Nikki with doing makeup, I really didn't have a lot of money to start. You know, I mentioned um, on my social media page on my Instagram, I mentioned that I had slept in my car for a little bit. And so that was definitely a struggle and a moment I wasn't ready to face, but I kind of didn't have any choice. You know, I didn't have a choice. I was like, okay, if you really want this business to grow, and then the environment that I was living in in Texas, they had a really big storm. I don't know if you were, if you heard about it, but they had a really bad storm. And so it, we had a power outage that lasted for three months straight. And I lived in the heart of downtown LA. I had a nice apartment and it was so heartbreaking that, you know, the storm had knocked out everything. They had FEMA come out there. And so from being in my car and I'm also starting a business and doing all these things all in one, I'm like, what am I thinking? I'm like, it was the hardest thing ever to come up with capital. I think it really it really took getting into Boss Beauty Makeup Academy to help me like get the money turning, get the wheel going, and then to get with my aunt, you know, like I said, my biological family, I got a chance to, you know, really meet and interact with them. And that was also an experience in itself to get with someone who's actually your blood, who knows how you feel, who's been where you've been, you know. And me and her, my aunt, who assisted me in the transition, we actually kept in touch. I actually met her seven to 10 years prior to even meeting my mother. We actually got connected through Facebook and then someone three-wayed her on a phone call for me. So it was so crazy how everything kind of was falling into place and lining up. And so I told her, I was like, hey, I'm coming. This is the year I'm going to, I'm going to get out there because the town is shut down in Texas. And so there's nothing else I can do here. So I'm coming. And I came. When facing those those challenges, those low points, um, one I'm sure there were there were thought. You know, you mentioned what am I doing here? What am I? What is happening? Um, what what kind of kept you moving forward at those lowest points? My daughter did because when you have a child, it's like a miniature version of yourself. So you kind of got you looking at you. You know, your kids they don't really know why you're doing what you're doing, so they're still in good spirits. They're like, yes. We're going to sleep in the car. We're going to get McDonald's three times today. I'm like, you don't know. I don't want to do that. So she just kept motivating me because she never saw any fault in what I was doing. And I'm like, how awesome is that? Someone so tiny can be so inspired by me, but I feel so less than right now, but she doesn't see it. She thinks I'm giving her the world still. And so that really fueled my fire. I'm like, man, I have to do it not only for myself, but I have to do it for her. Because I want to give her opportunities and I want to show her that no matter what problem that you come against, you can face it. You can do it. Let's talk about uh, you, you're, you're being a mom and running, running these businesses. How, how do you keep everything moving forward and, and keep all the, all the balls in the air as you juggle, juggle all of these responsibilities? I have to have a to-do list. I have to have something to kind of keep me 
ahead of the game. Like I have a list for a list for a list. <laughs> and so I, I organize my list from the beginning of the week. I start from a Sunday. I do it the night before. So usually I'll do it on Saturday or I do it Sunday from Monday. So it just kind of depends on what my weekend is like. And I'll set everything up for the week. That'll Those will be like the bullet points for the week. And then within those bullet points, so I will write smaller things that I need to get done within the week. And those things will typically be written in throughout the week. Cause I'll notice after I break down those bigger bullet points, I'm like, Oh, I need to mail this off in order to complete it. So that's kind of how I tackle my weeks and kind of juggle everything. But honestly, and true, there's like no formula hmm. that I can really say, you just have to have a lot of patience. I meditate. I have to encourage myself. I listen to a lot of motivational tapes because you don't have someone right there all the time cheering you on. You can do it. You got it. So you have to do it for yourself. That's what really just kind of helps me keep the ball rolling. Then how far how far in advance are you kind of, you know, planning out your your future? I do at least a year or two, depending, because sometimes it can become overwhelming, just depending mm-hmm. on what certain people are into. A lot of times having all those things written down can really clog your mind and make you feel like, oh my God, I haven't marked off enough stuff. I'm getting anxiety. So I try to just keep it within a year. I go like six months then another set of six months, and then I evaluate, see where I'm at and what I'm doing. I love that. Thank you. As you uh, look back on this incredible journey you've gone on, is there anything that you you know now that you wish you'd known at the beginning? Yeah. I would say what I wish I would have known is that your timing is non-existent. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly thought, you know, looking online and and it does, it gets you at first when you first decide to launch a business and you're seeing online, you're like, that's easy. Buy the product, throw a cute picture up, let the sales come rolling in. (laughs) That is not the case. So I would tell myself and really just focus on just doing it and not so much of, you know, it's going to happen like this. You know, because when you look at something and you see it online or you you see it for yourself, you think that it can happen overnight. You think in a week or in a month or six months, you're like, this person did it. I know I can do it. But everyone's timing is different. So that's what I would keep in mind. Everyone's time is different to blossom. And then what's your what's your biggest challenge today that you're facing? My biggest challenge is transitioning into building a team. That's my biggest challenge right now because I'm having to hand off different tasks to different people and I'm having to go beyond just people helping me to pack and ship. Now I need someone to assist me in marketing because, you know, I'm, I'm meeting with people. I need someone else to focus on that while I'm focusing on the bigger picture. So it's just transitioning into letting those tasks that I have held on to for so <laughs> long, let someone else complete them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and how, how are you finding those people? How are you kind of vetting who you're going to work with to, to make that, that delegation handoff? I've been starting within family. You know, I've been starting a family and then people who are big fans of the brand, who love the brand, who know me, who see me started from nothing, who, you know seen where I was selling my lashes, even in a gas station. Uh, I've sold it at taco places out of my car. You know, those are the people who typically I interview who kind of seen, cause they know how passionate I am about the brand. And I know they supported me when the brand was at its starting point. So if they've been going with us for this long, then they'll definitely be an asset to the brand. If they're willing to bring the same energy and quality that I'm providing. Nikki, I want to give, uh, give you a chance here before we, we wrap things up to 
tell people where they can find you. You can find me at on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at Face by Nikki, and it's N I K K I. You can find me on there at Face by Nikki. You can also catch me online. I'm the person that you chat with, as well as my aunt and my cousin Brandy on our website at BeatGangLash.com. You can chat with us there and ask questions. And you can also find me on Twitter, the brand at Beat underscore Lash. We're on there all the time, having a good time, doing free giveaways. And it's a great opportunity for people to try the product without spending the money. So meet us there. Nikki Scott of Beat Gang Lashes. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Alex. I'm telling you, I just love your voice. It's very soothing. Uh, It was an amazing time. I appreciate that. Definitely.